You are listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 560 for Monday, July 27th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by IamNotWearingPants.com, CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. That's OutMotoring.com. Here we go, Pants. Ready, Pants? Pants is ready. Pants is ready. Go for Pants. All right. Hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world-famous White Roof Radio. Uh, talking about Mini Cooper stuff for you like we like to do. Special treat tonight, like we mentioned last week. We'll tell you about that in a sec. With us, as always, my good friend Todd Pearson from Kansas, MotoringStripes.com. Todd, hello. Yes, I'm here. Of course, the good reverend head mechanic, uh, Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Tune. DetroitTune.com is with us tonight. Hello, everybody. Uh, the French guy Alex is here. <laughs> <laughs> you hey guys, in the background, uh, Mr. Gabe Bridger from MotoringFile, MotoringFile.com has joined us as well. Fellas. Yes. From AllTheFile.com. I, I am so honored to be amongst the greatness. <laughs> as well you should. Apparently now, Todd, Todd can we share that? Share what? If you call the 800, the Mini, Mini Cooper, the Mini USA 800 <laughs> number, and you ask for information about Mini Takes Estates, they refer you back to us. Yeah. That I want them has. to transfer you transfer the customer to a department and then to go to DB's cell phone. Yeah. Uh, coming <laughs> soon is the White Roof Radio. We should get Donald Trump to uh, give everyone the number on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I have his number. I'll just, I'll just give it to everybody listening. Chad, Chad, go ahead. You were saying something. Okay. I was going to say, uh, coming soon is the White Roof Radio Mini Takes Estate app. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's it right there. Chad, you're... Hang on, I gotta write that down. Hold the, on a second. The White Roof Radio Hotline, Mini Takes the States Hotline. Yeah, and so, uh, Takes States Hotline and MTTS app coming soon. Um, yeah, so I guess we're now the official, you know, spot of information about Mini Takes the States. <laughs> um, we don't know anything more than you guys do dates, but as soon as we know more, we'll let you know. Yeah, because we're plugged in. I've got like people's, I got people's like numbers on my phone. I can just send text messages to, and say, "Hey, tell me some stuff," and they do. And they're like, "Who is this?" Yeah, exactly. So, DDB, I have to say something. This is this is the moment where I say something to you. Okay, go ahead, Gabe. Super excited about it because it has been a while since I've been on the show, and and uh, it, it it pains my heart. Dude, to, you're not going to gonna propose, to, are you? To, well, <laughs> now that you ruined it, Chad, I'm going to yeah. say something else. <laughs> so I was no, I I, I looked on uh, Instagram the other day, DB, and I noticed a really attractive. British Racing Green, R fifty six on Instagram. Correct. And I and I was and I was shocked to find it was yours. Yes, the one with the white wheels and the JCW body kit. Yeah, well, the one with the white wheels and the painted arches. Yes, yes that's it. That's it. And yeah. it's redeemed by the white wheels and the fact that they're big and it looks fantastic. Yeah, thank you very much, Gabe. I appreciate it. Really it really does. I, I really, really mean that. I, I you have a beautiful looking car. Well, I, not beautiful. Manly. <laughs> No, I get that everywhere I go. Uh, people just walk up to me at random and say, man, your car looks really nice. Like, no, it's a great-looking car, man. Yeah, it's the green and white combination. It uh, really just does something. And those sparkle wheels are hot. I mean, come on. You you are speaking to somebody who is a firm believer in the green and white, who's living it every day. Right. Uh, British racing green, white top. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great combo. It really is. Thanks, Cape. I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank no you. worries, man. You deserve it. Yeah, thanks. We're probably you guys are probably wondering who this Gabe guy is and why he's on the show tonight. Um, <laughs> Gabe runs Morning File. 
him and Alex are actually out at Lime Rock this weekend, or last weekend rather, and they get to they got to drive the new F56 JCW. We're going to talk about that. They were able to talk to uh, many USA executives like our good friend Pat McKenna and others. Hi, Pat. He listens it's, to it's, it's, I think it's Pat, Pat McKenna. Pat McKenna. How's that? Actually, Pat gave us a glimpse of uh, an English accent uh, from is it? Yeah, he tried to British. Alex, I want you to try to say Pat McKenna with an Irish accent. Uh, let me let me try to drink a little bit more of my San Pellegrino, and maybe I'll get there. Yeah. So just so you know, yeah, we're drinking here hard. <laughs> San Pellegrino, go out. Yeah, I've got I've got a uh, a local. Uh, Two Roads IPA and uh, Alex has a local San Pellegrino. Oh 2015 God. San Pellegrino. It's Alex, good, uh, Alex, it's a good year. Alex, I think it's time to change your on, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Burn. Boom. Yeah, something like yeah, you, you, Alex is slowly becoming American, by the way. <laughs> slowly. So we're, uh, we're, we're yet gaming, Alex. We're going to talk about Lime Rock, the JCW. We also have news from motoringfile.com. And I think we actually have an Ask Chad question in there that's not Zeke's question, which was a really good question. There's actually an Ask Chad question in there as well that I have to go check the inbox for. We're going to get to all of that here just a minute. Before we do, I want to remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Our friends over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. You know what Outmotoring.com? They're really big fans of bringing things back, right? They just brought back the Pilates shoes. We love those things. Got them. You can go and order any pair, any color you want. Just do it now. Or... Another fine piece of kit. This is actually one of Gabe's fine, uh, fondest memories. Is the Remus exhaust has come back? Yeah, yeah. You can get it for the S. I'm not sure. I have to check to see if you can actually get it for the Cooper. But you can get it for the R56 for sure. And uh, I think the R. Yeah, all the S's you can get it for. Anyway, all the details for the Remus exhaust over at Outmotoring.com. They actually made one of the first Cooper exhausts, and it was a really nice piece. Gabe had it on his first mini, right, Gabe? Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> made in Austria. Sounded amazing. Yeah, exactly. Super nice stuff. Anyway, Remus Exhaust. Go over there. Check it out. Super duper nice. And also, as a reminder, uh, Outmotoring.com is a friend to all the mini clubs in the United States and everywhere else. If you've got a mini event that's coming up and you're looking for a little bit of support, maybe like a raffle prize or something like that, Outmotoring's your total go-to guy. Go over there. Talk to Aaron. He will hook you up. Not just like stickers and chotskis, but he'll like, sometimes he throws down with like big fat, you know, gift certificates and really cool like parts and just cool merch and stuff. Go hit up Outmotoring.com to get you taken care of for your next Mini Cooper event. For reals. Um, I'm not just making that up because it's in the newsletter. That's actually like a real thing. I've asked him for giveaways all the time. He goes, oh, yeah, sure. Here you go. Done and done. Super nice. That's Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Don't forget while you're there, sign up for the newsletter because when you do, that's how you get your own 5% discount coupon. So every time you get a new email, you just like, oh, I need, I need to order something from Outmotoring, but I forgot what my my coupon code is. Oh, yeah, it's in my email. There it is right there. Boom. Save 5%. Done and done. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and carbon fiber stuff. Uh, it's outmotoring.com. Uh, anyway, Maestro. Boom. This is the part of the show where we talk about news from motoringfile.com. Or something like that. Or something like that. Yeah. Let's start first with uh, you know what? BMW is excited about motorfile.com, by the way, just in general. Um, oh, you know, this is one This is one that made all the rounds across the internet last week. This is one of the big one I want to talk about besides the stuff at Landrock. Is the uh, 2017 F60, the new Countryman, is going to become more, and I'm using quotes here. My hands, my claw hands are in the shape of quotes, authentic. 
Wow. So, can I, so DB, can I say something to start this off? This so, has been really quick. This has been find everywhere on the internet. The whole authentic thing. Uh, so, uh, Autoblog and everybody who posted this said authentic. I didn't quite understand what authentic means. Rugged. So if you go back to 2014, yeah. early yeah. 2014, you will see articles where we talk about through our sources how the to, to, uh, the the F60 Countryman is going to become more rugged. Yes. Like we have been talking about this in Motorfile for over oh, a year and a half, almost two years now. Sure. And so it's, a, it's the same exact information. It's the exa- same exact thing. And I can tell you what's going to happen. The wheel arches, like, I mean, down to the details. I mean, you're going to start to see de- details on the plastic wheel arches. There's, there's all sorts of little design tricks that Mini's going to pull. Mm-hmm. So you look at that image right there. So from what I can gather, based on what I've heard, those plastic wheel arches around the wheels are actually going to have little indents. It's basically going to try to pull away from the from the clubman, so it feels like it's a little bit more rugged. So the the word authentic, what it really means, is it's going to be more like an SUV. Mm-hmm. I, and okay. I, I'm saying, somebody asked me today. Uh, a customer was asking me about that because they was it, was they, it convertible? they saw the yeah they saw the article on Motoring File and they were asking the same thing. And I said, from what we know, the Countryman's going to go the way of the Clubman, which is going to be upscale interior, like very nice. And I said, you can imagine the Countryman, uh, the best way I can describe it is it's going to be like the X6 of the line, like kind of uh, upscale on the inside, but rugged. You could still take the thing off road. Um, so much like we an talked X6. to We talked to Pat McKenna, McKenna uh-huh. tonight. McKenna, McKenna, time, and I won't say everything he said. Every time you do that, KB twitches. He actually listens to the show. Every I know, time. I know, and I'm butchering <laughs> like, it. So. In all seriousness, though, like I think, I think the 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 thing that the the thing that I um, have have heard, just generally speaking, is that it, the the countryman's more like the X5, and so I would actually look at it a little bit differently. I yeah. would actually equate the Clubman to the five series wagon mm-hmm. interior. Versus the X5, which has a different interior, but it's based in the same theme. And so I think that's what we're going to see with the Countryman, is that the interior of the Countryman is going to be very similar to the Clubman, but it will be based in a different theme. So it's going to feel unique to the Countryman. I think Mini is really trying to separate these models because, you know, it's they're trying to create, and they've, they've sold it to the board, these sort of five hero heroes, if you will, and they want them to be unique, uh, and so I think I think we're going to see that. And I think the countryman is, uh, I think the countryman is going to be a huge seller for many. I mean, they're finally putting all the emphasis in the right areas with the countryman. It's going to be longer than the clubman. It's going to be obviously taller. It's going to be a little bit wider to the arches and the wheels. Uh, and the interior is going to be a little bit more, air quotes, DB, rugged. Okay. And so you're going to have something that's going to appeal to a good section of folks out there who are looking at these small, small crossovers. Nice. And here's, here's the number one problem with the, with the next Clubman. <clears throat> and this is my opinion. The, the major problem with this car is that it's going to be 18 months before we see it. Yeah, I think you're right. Clement, a countryman, you mean countryman, countryman. right? Yeah, the, sorry, the countryman. The countryman. I think you're right. And, and right now, um, I've noticed this just in general. Like, I work on a lot of minis, and probably 10 to, 10 to 15 a week, okay? And for the last year, 
it's been a majority of countrymen. That's been pretty much a majority of it. And F-56 has been trickling up and, and bringing up the percentage. And now it is like 90% F-55, F-56, and 10% countrymen. Like, uh, that to me... And I know the sales numbers don't really bear that out, but I know here locally, they're just getting blown out of the water by the new four-door uh, oh. Mini. People are buying it instead because they're like, I like the tech, it's more comfortable, the fit and finish is nicer. The Countryman just feels old. And we're not the, I'm not the only one saying that. The rest of the entire you know, automotive uh, media world is saying the same thing. They're like, man, this countryman's long in the tooth. It needs to go. But there's already a schedule. We're going to have to wait another year and a half. Yeah, that's sad. Oh, so, anyway. No, I think, you're, I think you're absolutely right. And I think when we, when we look at, like, I mean, obviously the pacement is, is, a, is struggling these days. It's gone. Like, it's dead in the water as far the as The countryman, though, all that said, Todd, yeah. if you want to know – the opportunity. Look at how many the pace the countrymen still selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's doing it's doing very well, and but uh, it's doing very well. And money, you know, there many is not throwing money at it like to a crazy degree. And so, you know, there's a this is a vehicle that's selling. So I guess the big thing for me, look at the look at the uh, look at the uh, clubman. I mean, that that's the real test. I mean, so we all right. know between us girls. Right. We all know the Clubman is going to be the better vehicle. Why? Because it's lower to the ground, it's lighter, and it's going to have you know the same, if not more, space. Right. But it's starting to look like genius that the the Clubman, when it comes out later this year, the all wheel drive version of it is going to be a year behind. Which means the only all wheel drive Mini you can get, if that is something that's a driving sales force, is going to be a Countryman. That's part all, of it. Is it going to be a Countryman yeah. all four? They're not going to have two competing yeah. all fours at the same time until the 2017 Countryman comes along. So, so did I ask? Did I ask Pat McKenna, who's listening right? Did I ask him about diesel tonight? Yes, you did. What did he say? He said diesel. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed. I don't even this want is a huge information for you, DB. Diesel is. Indeed, coming. Diesel is not coming to the United States. I don't care if you guys heard it from <laughs> the head guy of me. So, against this, I in don't. A, in an infinite, in an infinite time scale, diesel is coming, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, and so, so, I want so you guys to have Pat McKenna call DB's so cell phone. So don't me, if I said it, you guys drove a diesel mini with uh, New York plates around the track at Lime Rock. We are not getting the diesel mini ever. I'm so saying. I, 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 my word, to say that. You, if I said it, it wouldn't matter. The United States will never get a diesel mini. So, DB, when I I told you I reported on Monterey File like two years ago that it was indeed coming. I'd never used the words "indeed" before. I said it was indeed coming. It's still indeed coming. You put up every eighteen months, Gabe. It's still indeed coming. I And now Alex is a believer. It's not. Uh, you know what? Vinny's told me. Vinny looked me so scared. You read the Vinny's. small motor file. Vinny, Vinny in the clean. face said, yes, we're bringing a diesel. Chris P. looked me square in the face. Yes, we're bringing a diesel. No. Where's my diesel? Where's- Chris, P., Chris P. is talking about the same thing we're talking about, number one. Number two, Vinny then, like, on motor file, came clean around what happened with it. Yeah, I know what happened. Right. It's not going to happen, but it's not going to happen. I don't see it happening. All right. Well, anyway. I need so- I want to see a I want to see a PR. I want to see a full on presser from Mini USA saying, "Hey DB, here's the diesel." Yeah, we're, it's going to be that's going to be yeah, Woodcliffe, New Jersey. 
Brent, come uh, on. 2016. It's gonna be, and then it's gonna say like ADB. Period. Yes. <laughs> there you go. And that's all it's gonna say. <laughs> that's all I need. And I'll go okay. Then now it's legit. Should we? So I, I do want to say this because I don't want to spend too much time on the Countryman, which which is is. Uh, no, no, no. I want actually just really quick. Um, can we just uh, ask a few questions if we're actually going to get the 250 horsepower version of yeah. a B48 in a Mini? Is that actually something that could happen? So, so I heard some. So, so I have been on Motorfile. We have we have talked about it for a while. I've been reporting that, and it's because I was told literally that BMW was developing a 300 horsepower version of the B48 two liter four cylinder for various applications, and it was being developed from um, from this is going to be BMW speak, so I apologize. Mm. But it's going to be developed at an AG level and then moved over to M um, after a certain point. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be mostly an AG engine, which means it's a BMW engine, not M. Um, and so then the tune would sort of like help to define what vehicle goes in. Nevertheless, that was to- that was told to me almost two years ago, if not more. And it was hinted very heavily that that would find its way in high power versions of the X1, the X2, the two series front wheel drive. If there's a one series front wheel drive, definitely that as well. And then the Clubman and the Countryman JCW. And so that was the thought. So fast forward, now I'm hearing that they may be backtracking a little bit. And I mean, this 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 is my guess. They may they may be looking at this and saying we need to separate Mini from BMW a little bit. We can give the BMW 300 horsepower, but let's give the Mini the the lower end version of that that engine. Let's give them the 250 horsepower version. And mm-hmm. so my and this is my guess, frankly, my hunch is that rather than a 300 horsepower, we may see a 250 horsepower JCW in the Countryman and Clubman if there is one. Okay. And do you think they'll keep it out of the hard top because uh, they've hit kind of a limited around 230 horsepower putting down in a car that's that light, front wheel drive, um, not all wheel no, drive? I think they'll add it. I think, they'll, I, I think they'd be stupid not to bring it to a Jeep. Yeah. To, to oh, be able yeah. to come out with like the next generation, the, the F, F generation GP could be, you know, 248 horsepower then or something like that. Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, it's, it's not hard to do. It's the same engine. You know, they, they, they can do it pretty quickly, pretty easily. There's some, some uh, physical differences, but they're not, they're not massive. And Well, yeah. it's not a longevity thing like it used to be because everybody's like, well, uh, you know, Volkswagen does it with two liters. They put a 300 horsepower in a car that you can go out and buy today. Oh, Mercedes. Mercedes does it. I mean, they, they, they've got... 200 300 365 horsepower right out of two liters right i mean that's insane you know like so so uh and they have no trouble they and mercedes is a conservative german company they have no trouble throwing that much power out and bmw is a competitive company company that has traditionally had better engines than mercedes right so ask yourself what is what does bmw want to do they want to they want to flex their muscles yeah okay we shall see very good uh let's just go ahead and i think that's pretty much all the news except for what's happening at the track this week so let's 
go ahead and close out news. Let's remind you guys about one more sponsor, and then we're going to talk to Gabe and Alex about Lime Rock. And I want you guys to really quick to click over to cravenspeed.com so when you're listening to us, you can shop at the same time. Uh, you can get yourself some nice uh, coilover springs. Of course, you can get the dipstick. You can get the new really cool gear shift lever. That's thing is seriously awesome. And I actually got an email from somebody today, fan of the show, who actually wrote in saying thanks for the recommendation of the squeezy thing, aka the flex pod adapter. If you need to hang a, a cell phone or a, a GPS something in your car, the flex pod adapter is the way to do it. I'm not kidding, guys. You think I'm just making this up because they're paying me money? No, 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 no. I use the flex pod adapter in my car. All of my friends have flex pod adapter. I have to to second this, DB. The FlexPod adapter is legitimate. It's legit. It is like the most awesome. You clip your phone in, and just like boom, it's right there. You just you want to change the song, you touch. You just you don't have to like hunt for your phone. You swipe across, or however you do it for your phone if you're on Tinder. You know, you just do your swiping. Uh, you can just for nav, whatever. It's awesome. You guys gotta have the squeezy thing. And the neat thing, the squeezy thing, only available at CravenSpeed.com. Go over there, check it out, and while you're there, make sure you sign up for their newsletter as well. And um, because that way you get notified whenever new stuff comes out. And also, if you happen to place an order with Craven Speed, because we think that's pretty rad, so do they, is there's a notes field there. Make sure you say, you know, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do them, they, us, we all appreciate it. Anyway, that's our friends over at Craven Speed, CravenSpeed.com, home of the Electric Mini. Thank you. Gentlemen, so Lime Rock. So. Lime Rock is in the future, but in the past. So that's the exciting thing. But that's, we can talk about other things. That's podcast math. Yeah. Which were in the past, but also in the past. Does that make any sense? It does. Yeah. It does. You're, Do, you're on the right track. Have you, have you guys ever seen Back to the Future 2? Yes. Okay, so you're with me, right? Yes. Okay. So, speaking of the past, we talked, we talked um, <clears throat> a few nights ago with... <laughs> With the folks at Mini, and and one of the things we talked about was um, we we came up on on the sort of the the i three versus the Tesla versus the gas and and why isn't there an electric Mini basically right and I think I think one of the things that we that we uh, you know got to pretty quickly is that you know it's, it's interesting that the Mini buyer is very is is traditionally speaking. And not talking about the fringes here, but traditionally speaking, a different buyer than the Tesla. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. my question, my question to the folks in many were, you know, was was basically, what have you guys learned from the i3? The i3 has not sold. It's not sold poorly, but it's not sold quite as well as as BMW has had, had hoped. And part of it's the fact that gas is cheap right now as well. And it's ugly. Part of the fact is that the car is ugly. Well, uh, and I think it's pretty cool. Not again, to mention, it's whatever. an it's an electric car as versus the Tesla. The car will go like eighty miles instead of two hundred. So, well, it's also like thirty-eight thousand dollars versus one hundred thirty. There's that too. But next year, it's going to be more competitive if the uh, the Model Three comes out with Tesla, and it's really going to be thirty-five thousand dollars, like they say. Well, yeah, but we'll, we'll we'll yeah. I mean, we'll 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 see what the range is and all that. I think it's going to be more like two and a half years. But yeah. So I think <clears throat> I think that um, it was just it was just interesting. I mean, you know, reading between the lines. Yeah, I really don't believe that we're going to see an all-electric Mini um, from Mini. I mean, truthfully, this decade, I really don't. I don't. I don't right. think that's that's going to happen. And I and I'll go. So I'll go even further. I think. I mean, talking with the folks at Mini tonight. I mean, they're committed to continuing this brand, sort of continuing down the path of you know driver-oriented, 
uh, you know, non non uh, uh, autonomous and fun to drive. I mean, they <clears throat> they are not um, the company. They will be the last car company to create an autonomous car. Put it that way. Like they just <clears throat> they want to focus on driver engagement and driver enjoyment. That's really clear in talking with these guys. Right. And uh, speaking of the alternative fuel versions of them, and I'm throwing in diesel with this too, is the story that we had been told um, for the past five years is that minis are pretty efficient now as as they are. You know, they're they're rated at in the 40s um, uh, for these cars. And so with gas being fairly inexpensive, you know, Around hovering around three dollars a gallon right now, even for premium three to three fifty a gallon, uh, it, it just doesn't make good sense for people to say I'm going to spend a whole lot more money on a car to save twenty five fifty dollars a month, what, whatever that's going to be, or even you know a hundred dollars a month. A lot of people aren't willing to say I'm going to spend an extra ten thousand dollars on a car to save a hundred dollars a month. It doesn't make any. It doesn't make sense. I think if you're going to see a diesel. It's not going to be ten thousand. It's going to be fifteen hundred. Yeah. It's just it's the difference isn't going to be that great. They can't. They just can't do that. Yeah. And you think about they have designed this car from the beginning to accommodate uh, the urea uh, tank, aka the urine hole. Yeah. Yeah, the urea tank. And so, you know, like the, the basically they, they've defrayed the costs of, and so I don't believe the cost difference will be as high as it would have been with the R56 generation. Right. Because we, you know, we, we had talked about that before and I mean, it was in the thousands. I, I don't think it's going to be that high with this one. Well, and I, so I think the bigger question to me is, 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 is this going to be coming to the U.S. market at just a bad time? You know, like what if they release a diesel countryman in 18 months and in 18 months gas is so cheap because of X, Y, and Z that nobody buys it. Right. Yeah. I, it just could be bad timing for that too. And hopefully nobody can see into the future to say what gas prices are going to be because if they came out and gas prices went to $5 a gallon, it would make a lot more sense. And I, it would, I also know personally, and I really, you know, didn't pay attention eight years ago. But let's say, let's rewind the clock to eight years ago. Uh, I would be hard pressed to tell you where to get diesel fuel in my city. Okay. Now that being said, it was available. But now, pretty much every uh, uh, gas station you go to has a diesel option. I mean, you know, and, some, and Todd, some actually also have uh, barbecue. <laughs> yes, we do have gas station barbecue in Kansas City, the finest in the world. It but... is, it is. I can vouch for it. <laughs> Todd, you're right because um, it's that way here on the West Coast as well. Anytime you pull into a gas station, um, seven times out of ten, they're going to sell diesel. Yep, diesel. Oh God, there. I thought you were talking about barbecue. I was say, <laughs> well, it would. Was... You're genius. Uh, this side of the Rockies, you're more likely to find like Subway or uh, like uh, Taco Bell yeah. in a gas yeah. station. Than barbecue. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got a guy with a cart selling tamales in Chicago. Oh, but anyway, you know, I I think timing wise, it makes a lot more sense now because somebody can go, oh yeah, I can get diesel wherever. I can get diesel at the same fuel, you know, same gas station I go to all the time. Right. And uh, there are people who are getting more in- environmental about it and thinking, wow, if I got sixty miles to the gallon, even if diesel's fifty cents more a gallon, 
you know, think about how much else. And it's not right now. It's it's pretty competitive with uh, with unleaded fuel. It's very close to that price. Right. So you can you could potentially do the math in your head without being Rain Man and go, man, I could save hundreds of dollars a month if I drove around in a diesel. Yeah. And and I think diesel have has slowly gotten a better reputation uh, thanks to Volkswagen, you know, the likes of Volkswagen because they're and pretty, BMW. and yeah, and BMW to some extent. And Audi. They're not selling a lot, and Audi. They're not selling a lot of diesels. They, you know, they, but they are. are actually the. They're selling a ton. Yeah. Uh, the X5, the take rate was over uh, between 25 and 30%. So, well, there it goes. It's, it's just but taking the, some time. But the take rate on the 7 Series is like next to nothing. They're dropping it. So uh, I, I do want to move on because I think this is pretty interesting. Can you guys guess? I'm guessing and I'm looking at Alex here, that, that that number. Yeah, so actually you're pretty close. <laughs> actually, they can see this, can't they? No. <laughs> Close your eyes. Close your eyes. So, so the the manual transmission take rate. I'm guessing it was about two years ago. That's my guess. Yeah, there was not. Uh, the manual transmission take rate on the JCW was. Come up, please. There it is. There it is. Sixty percent. Yeah. Okay. The take rate was sixty percent, and so because we had a conversation tonight about the end of the manual transmission and. All these people talking about how you you know automotive manufacturers want to buy them because suppliers want to supply them, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, in talking with uh, the folks from Maine tonight, uh, do you know that no product, there's not a single product, including the Countryman or the Paceman, where the take rate of manual transmissions has been under ten percent. Yeah, as, as those take rates for manual transmissions. Really and BMWs are traditionally sports sedans. The fact that it's it's over ten percent for for all of them is insane. Yeah. So, and and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. In that one, Mini, I believe, is the only brand sold in America currently where the entire line comes standard with manual transmission. Every model that Mini sells. Staniel, standard, no charge option is a manual transmission. So, Tom, what do you think about this? I, it's, it's pretty amazing. What do you think about this? I'm talking again to our friend Pat, uh, the product at Maine. He was, he was talking about, you know, sort of the ebb and flow of, of options and standard equipment, et cetera. And, you know, for instance, they don't have the compass in the rearview mirror anymore. Right, right. Because it might take my immediate responses. Why would you ever have it? I have a compass on my phone. I have GPS staring at me. I have the sun, for God's sake. Why do I need a compass in my mirror? You know. Right. And he said, you know, it, it, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've had people call from dealers and ask that, and I said, listen, you know, a lot of times we have a choice between eliminating options, and and the thing that we at many hold sacred above all else is the manual transmission. And so we will eliminate things here and there with low take rates to continue to offer, to your point, Todd, the manual transmission across the entire line. Yeah. Well, kudos to Mini. I'm, I'm clapping. I'm applauding right here. Oh, it's an applaud. Did, it's an applaud. Did you bust his balls years? about? Uh, did, you, did you did you bust Pat's balls about the uh, 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 the rear fogs yet? 
No, no shit. Gonna tomorrow. Do it. Or tomorrow. The, tomorrow. the tomorrow. Rear... We're, we're going to wait till he's got a bite of uh, omelet in him tomorrow morning. Yeah, and just go, dude, Todd wants to know, what the f- with oh. the rear fogs and the sports suspension? I, I won't be Todd. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have the fire in my eyes myself. Don't worry. <laughs> I forgot. That is my bad. I we were surrounded by dinosaurs tonight. Yeah. Mm. And and sushi. And so it's my fault. I reaped the rewards of the press trip too much, and I didn't ask those two, two questions. I will do that tomorrow. Okay. Morning. Were there were there at least dinosaurs wearing ascots? Uh, no, they weren't. But I was pretty sure that uh, those dinosaurs were going to be ridden before the night was over. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when in Lime Rock. So there's a couple. There, there is one other. There's a couple other things that we should mention before uh, the FCC <laughs> shuts us off. Um, the there, there, there is. You know, we had uh, we had mentioned on Motoring File a few months back that there's going to be a special edition um, F55 four door Mini JCW, and it's going to be uh, something that is unique to the U.S. market. We learned a little bit more about it tonight. All right, it's and. Cool. Uh, it, it is coming shortly. It'll be October. Um, it is going to be the F55 Carbon Edition. Okay. And uh, it will be, of course, the four-door. It will have the JCW seats. And this is the big deal, guys. It's going to have the JCW seats from the factory. Okay. And it will have undoubtedly, and we didn't. This is my guesstimate here. It will, I'm sure, have the JCW interior, JCW exterior, as well as the JCW engine kit with the exhaust. Okay. So it's uh, almost a seventy percent JCW car. Well, so and we know the thing is the brakes, the suspension, and and uh, yeah. yeah. That's it. And the yeah. exhaust right now is made is is uh, they make it for the F fifty five anyway. There's got people who can who put those on now. So really, it's just a you know a combination of things that really you can but get you now. You can't get the seats except the seats. You're gonna get the JCW seats. Yeah. All right. I'm it's, left scratching it's... my head just a little bit, and and because I I love to hate the special editions that many put out. Um, with the with the few exceptions, uh, with with the very few exceptions like mm. the WC fifty and some that I like but not fully, not enough to buy. Mm. I just le- I'm left scratching my head on this and the upcoming Countryman Special Edition, the Park Lane or whatever. So it is. I think the Park Lane, whatever. But this, the Carbon Edition, yeah, five makes sense. It does. Uh, it's not going to be a full on JCW, and everybody's going to go. Oh, it's not. A yeah, real but why? But so here's the deal. So they didn't. That's never. So I mean. So I'm going to just throw this out there. This is this is my hunch. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. No, I, I agree We're with you. Never going to have this. The people. So you have a chance. Everybody listening right now, uh, you have a chance to order the only F55 Cooper S you'll ever get with the JCW seats from the factory. You have a chance to order that starting this fall. Well, if that's what it's going to take. Yeah, it's. I mean, and and, and we and, and you guys talked about it. So I read a motoring file uh, about the JCW uh, kit, you know, engine kit versus the full-on JCW. It's a pretty compelling thing. I mean, so it's, sure, it's only two hundred and what two hundred eight eight horsepower, but it sounds amazing. It's got plenty of torque. Uh, you know, it's it's a really nice package, and I think I think that the, with the four doors. 
and you've got kids, you got a dog, you got whatever. Like that's not a bad. That's not a bad package. And, and the reason they are doing this, I mean, you know, be, reading, you know, trying to not read, but you know, listening and understanding between the lines, is because Mini USA, in some ways, wish they could actually have an F fifty five JCW and have uh, JCW across the range, which you know will be most likely the case, except for the F fifty five, obviously. And so this is, <clears throat> in some ways, a Compromise to uh, to compromise to have this uh, and bringing this only to the U.S. market. This is very specific to Mini USA. It doesn't mean that maybe some other uh, local subsidiary will you know will probably follow follow on the steps of Mini USA. But at least for now, it's just a Mini USA thing. And it's also the only way to get a sport suspension on an F fifty five. So how's that? For well, you? so we don't know that for a fact. Oh, so it won't be necessarily on this special edition like it is on the rest of the JCWs. Right. So it, it, I, I'm guessing, Todd, it's going to just you're just going to have the adaptive suspension. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a son of a bitch, but you know what are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. Well, you need to you need to bust some balls tomorrow about the uh, about the sports suspension. And yeah, no, and it's a good call. I, I definitely I definitely will do that. Cool. Good. Okay. So uh, one other thing we wanted to uh, share with you guys, and and I don't know if you remember this, but a couple of shows ago we uh, we tried to understand why the clubman was um, was used. Uh, as a you know, as the start, um, you know the the basis for launching the rebranding of right. me, right? Right. We talked and about so, that ago. Right. Go ahead, JB. Uh, no, I say we talked about that a few shows ago. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, and so you know, we asked the question today. You know, why did you guys choose the Clement as opposed to maybe starting this with the F fifty six back in back at the end of twenty thirteen? And really, the um, the thinking around the rebranding just actually came recently and so uh you know we we've had a chance to uh to get some information that only the dealers got uh in regards to uh you know the description of how of what is the strategy behind the the clubman right and uh and the rebranding um mainly that you know uh um uh, other brands have been copying mini for a long time and so it's kind of, it's it's kind of become difficult to differentiate themselves mm-hmm. on some of those aspects Right. And so it just so happened that the Clement was coming out at the time where they wanted to launch this strategy. So while the Clement is, you know, is uh, the the poster child of that new strategy, timing it doesn't necessarily mean that it was. Always, I mean, it was always designed to be the way it is now, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that it was uh, uh, designed to be, uh, you know, the, the the launch of that strategy. And right. I think it's it's just good timing. Right. But I think the other thing, though, is the Clubman does actually represent, in a lot of the ways, the fruition of that strategy. I mean, this is a car that is much more premium than the previous Clubman, and it does represent uh, a shift in the brand. Well, a, a little more sophisticated, and I think the Clubman has always been uh, geared more towards not so much the real... I mean, I hate to say it like this, the real sporting enthusiast, because it's a fantastic car, but it's a little more practical. It still handles really well. It's got good horsepower. It's fun, but it's just a little more sophisticated and a little more practical than, you know, a hardtop or any of the other models that Mini offers. So I do think that the strategy does go hand in hand with that, but that's good to know that it's just a timing thing as much as, hey, this was a perfect time and it just happened to coincide with it. So that's great. That That is awesome. Well, 
I'm sure we'll continue to talk about that as uh, as and, the year goes on here. And full coverage of the JCW drive along happening at motoringfile.com. If you guys missed it last week, it's all over there now. Go check it out. Yep, yep. And then now, real quick to end the show, I think we need to have a Ask Chad question. We need to cover this because it is, uh, I think, an interesting thing that comes up quite frequently. And DB, uh, you know, because, you know, you're on the show and you talk to us all the time and we talk minis all the time about minis. But what is the what is the question that we were asked this week? Really, the the question, this comes from our man, RJ, uh, who's got a 2013 Mini Roadster S. Loves listening to the show the whole bit. And he's just wondering if there's anything besides regular maintenance that he should be on the lookout with that particular car. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm going to drop the mic now. Um, well, I mean, there's definitely the, the carbon buildup issue. Uh, while they've changed some things on that particular car in the ECU to uh, limit it a little bit, um, you know, you still should probably be seafoaming the car every five to 10,000 miles on the, on the you know, on the most. Um, we've been seeing a lot of uh, timing chain cars coming through. Um, his was a 13, you said? Yeah, 13, sir. Yeah. Um, they did a lot of updates in, the, in the, uh, the second gen of the, you know, the facelift car engines, the N16, N18s. Um, it is a much, much better motor. It really, they did a much better job with that. Um, you know the N14s; those things, you know, have gone through multiple timing chains, and and uh, we see them coming in with no oil in it all the time because at sixty thousand miles, nobody's checked the oil ever, and it's just empty all the time. Um, so, uh, one of the things I would say to him too is always, you know, look under the bonnet, uh, make sure that he's doing some visual checks, um, oil leaks valve cover gaskets uh especially the the turbo oil line right on the top um you know since we've started making our new turbo oil line there at detroit tune uh, we sell probably five a day i mean there are just tons and tons of those um as well as the uh they've redesigned the oil filter housing gasket to block uh, a lot of those are starting to fail on cars and they're slowly letting oil seep out um it's not going to be a spurting. It's going to be a you know a very slow seepage, which you know will be on the front of the block, which then absorbs the dirt as you're going down the road, and will start that buildup process. So it's something that does need to be addressed at some point, but it's not going to be like oh god, this has to be replaced right away. Unlike the turbo oil line, when that fails, it's pumping oil out straight on top of the turbo. So um, Mini made the uh, the 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 fix with a heat shield and then the redesigned heat shield with a, a wrap that goes around the turbo oil line. But, um, those are things that visually you need to check and you still will be able to see that even with the heat shield in place. So, um, those we see a lot of, and anybody who has a plastic water pump still in their car, um, those are going to fail mm-hmm. eventually. And, uh, thermostats, uh, They've gone through multiple designs to the point of even the N18 motor now has a thermostat that you physically can't plug into your car because it needs a wiring harness that goes between the wiring harness and the thermostat now because of changing 
sensors in there to make things work again. So I know uh, they've done a lot of work in those areas. So those are things that all of the owners need to keep an eye on. And it's not necessarily just a, uh, well, I haven't been using any coolant type of a thing. You know, you need to always be on that, that, uh, that lookout for little crusties around the top of it, as well as hard starting issues. So, Right. So yeah, change your change your oil every five thousand miles. I think we all recommend that, and it's good insurance. A lot of people say it's unnecessary, but we say, you know what? For you know less than a hundred bucks, what's an oil change going to cost you? Seventy five, eighty five, ninety ninety dollars. Ninety bucks. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, and these engines are you know five grand if you've got to put a new one in. Yep, yep. You don't want to blow a turbo. That's going to be expensive. New engine's going to be expensive. So Debbie Downer, I got one more tip for our man RJ here. The one thing you got to watch out for is people checking out who's driving that badass car with that awesome sounding exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about the Roadster because remember we had this we saw this with Scotty's, but the Roadster exhaust sounds freaking awesome. It's it's ridiculous. It sounded as good or better than that JCW exhaust we drove last summer. Yep. You know, you know, one of the things that we've been uh, finding, you know, as our as our journey continues through the mini maintenance programs here, um, you know, you would have a Gen One car and you'd be like, okay, I need to do a little maintenance. Yeah, the control arm bushings are shot, and I need to do a little bit. And you're like, okay, I got about fifteen hundred bucks here, whatever. That's not a problem. Well, the Gen Two cars, when you've got a problem, you're gonna be banking some some repair time there because a lot of those. Are coming in two, three, four thousand dollars just to get them running again, and people have like you know notes still on these cars, you know six, seven thousand dollars that they still owe, and they're like, I got to put four grand in this car. It's like, well, you're at seventy thousand miles, you've changed your oil twice, and you know you need to, yeah, you do. That's on you, dumbass. That's what I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we try to phrase it a little different because you know their 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 motoring advisors just said, well, you don't need to change the oil for fifteen thousand miles. Just let the computer tell you. I would totally like to have thought as my motoring advisor. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but you know they they definitely uh, are getting a little bit of an eye awakening, and I can definitely tell somebody. And I think we've had one of these questions in uh, in the ask chat box, um, which we'll be covering again here soon. If you are going to be looking at a used car, you really need to know what that car, you know, all about records. that car, because yeah. some of these used minis people are dumping. Yeah. They're like, it's using two quarts every 2,000 miles. I got to get out of this car. You know, <laughs> they're putting oil in it and they're like, oh, yeah, it runs great. You know, and, you know, somebody is going to get stuck with these cars. And, you know, I feel bad for people. So definitely do your research if you're looking to buy a used one, because I know we do have a lot of owners that do listen to us that don't have minis yet. So, so that's one of two things is is check the maintenance records. And if they have proof that the oil's been changed on this car and this car's been at the dealer on a regular basis for, you know, everything it needs, that that's one thing. If it does not, then the other if you really want the car and you can't verify the maintenance records, I highly, highly, highly recommend an extended warranty. On, yep. on whatever you get. And uh, I've never been a big fan of those, but I am in this case. Yep. And, um, you know, whether you get it from a mini dealer or CarMax or whatever, it's going to cost you a few thousand dollars most likely to get an extended warranty. But I'm going to tell you that's peace of mind that you get when you're, you know, dropping tens of thousands of dollars on a vehicle. And uh, those are the two situations I, I, I could see you in, you know, potentially anybody yep. buying a used mini. 
Yeah, a lot of people are buying these used minis at fifty, sixty thousand miles. And if they buy a hundred thousand mile uh, warranty on stuff, you know, just read all the fine print, make sure that what you're getting covers all of those pieces, right? And uh, you know, internals of turbos and and stuff like that. You really read the the fine print, and I will guarantee that that warranty will pay for itself yeah. uh, several times over, right. no problems. So. And any independent repair shop can usually uh, make those uh, aftermarket warranty claims no problem. Yeah, they your deductible is going to jump be through the hoops and yeah, stuff like and, that. And so. Chances are your deductible is going to be a little bit different. If it's a mini warranty, it's going to be a certain amount if you take it to a mini dealer, and it's going to be another amount if you take it to a, you know some other uh, uh, repair facility like Detroit Tune, for example. They yeah, can if still those guys do are hurting, they'll even waive your hundred dollar deductible because exactly. that's small compared to the three thousand dollar fix that they're about to do. So <laughs> exactly, they're like, uh, you know what? I'll pay your deductible for you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So there, are, there's definitely some things to look out for in that regards. I mean, these cars overall suspension. It's fine. You know, I've seen shocks go 100,000 miles on all these minis, no problem for the most part. Um, you don't see, I mean, yeah, you have a little bit of, you know, little few bushings here and there and some basic stuff, but you're, you're not just seeing like power steering pumps falling off the cars all the time or various things. But particularly the 2007 to 2010 Cooper S's, they really had a lot of engine issues unless they were really meticulously maintained. And that is something that somebody buying a used car needs to be concerned with. So there you go. Just like that. Done and done. So that, that should answer the question that came into the Ask Chad box. That's right. If you have a question for our man Chad, you can send those over to us as well. Ask Chad. I have to say it slow. It sounds like Ask Chaps. It's askchat <laughs> at whiteroofit.com. <laughs> Well, uh, Chad, well, our good man, uh, my, our good man, Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com, wants us questions for you relatively free of charge. And you know, if you like the, what Chad's doing with us here, asking, you know, answering your questions and being our head mechanic and everything, be really keen if you clicked over to DetroitTune.com and you know, buy yourself something nice, please. Yep. Like one of them fancy uh, oil cooler line things that you'd mentioned before, Chad. The turbo, yeah. oil turbo line. the turbo oil line. Yeah, or maybe an auto power Mini Cooper race roll bar. Oh, yeah, go full race car in your car. Detroit Tune. Yeah. Go check it out. It's uh, surprising how many of those we actually sell. I will tell you the truth. <laughs> oh, everybody everybody wants scaffolding for the car because it makes it more like race car, man. Come on. I've sold at least four this year, and that's that's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, that scares me that you guys are out there putting roll cages in your car, though, honestly. So make sure you get the skills to back that up. Don't think roll cage gives you instant skills or Superman, make Superman. Superman powers. Yeah, that's just, just like driving an SUV doesn't mean you can drive in, a, drive in the snow. Right, Todd? Yes. Thank you. There we go. Uh, I believe we're done. Gabe or Alex, um, do you have anything else for us? No, Gabe. Uh, Gabe has um, left given the building up to booze and he's uh, went to sleep. He's left the building. <laughs> yeah, he's left the building. Yeah, <laughs> then, yeah. Uh, but we're we're good. Uh, I think uh, again, you know, we <clears throat> the team here at Wild Roof Radio. We really want to uh, thank uh, Mini USA and and Rob at Papercom and and also Pat and Chris for uh, for having us here and also uh, David obviously. Uh, they've taken really good care of us since we've arrived and we're really looking forward to tomorrow we're going to have some fun with the car and uh, also Saturday when we're going to be uh, I'm sure we'll have a privileged seat at, uh, at Lime Rock so uh, plenty of stuff to talk about next week plenty of stuff to, to write about on the ring file so uh, f- thank you again for that awesome Thanks, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter do it all for me please Alex if you'd be so kind yes it's already started actually we uh, had a couple of uh, photos <laughs> went out today 
Yeah, I'm going to get that plastered out to everybody as well. Um, but I think with that, though, the, otherwise we're done. Anybody have anything else? Nope. No, we're good. Nope. Perfect. This is the part of the show where I like to remind you to go over to motoringstripes.com. Get yourself some nice stripes made by Todd. Have stri- Todd stripe your car by remote control. Motoringstripes.com. Go over there. All those stripes are really cool. The Countryman boot protector strip. And the, look for the uh, just developed this week. Uh, Finally, that's never going to show up on the website. Yeah, no, no. This this one will because it's it's here and in stock now. Is the F fifty six F fifty six man? Since I, you said F fifty six, I just, did. Yeah, that that was great. That was the best that outtake was, ever. The F fifty six rear bumper protection strip, dude. Which <laughs> is fun. Mini does not make this. You cannot get it anywhere except motoringstripes.com. Nice. I like it. Go over there. Watch for that. It's going to be there, especially if you at the F56, F56. Yeah. Sure. Um, go check it out. And that, again, over at motoringstripes.com, you know, because blank is boring. Blank is boring. That's why I said that, Alex. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's, I'm just repeating. You know, like the... That's annoying. Nice. Do that. I already said it. Blank is boring. Blank is boring. <laughs> okay. But that's it. We are actually done for the night. Thanks very much, everybody, for listening. As always, we do appreciate it. Don't forget to um, um, uh, mini on the Mac. Chad, that's next week? Next weekend, yeah. yeah next we, week. uh, if, you, if you all of a sudden you've got the time to spare, you should be driving out to the Mackinac Bridge, hanging out with our boy Chad and, you know, 1,500 other Mini Cooper. Let's say they're about four, 400 Mini short now, four or 500 Yeah, just short. about 400 short. We got uh, 1055 as of this afternoon, which is obviously going to be a couple days after you hear this. But uh, going to be close. You know, going to be close. It's going to be real close. So if you're not doing anything, come on up. And please. bring your Mini. Don't just come in your, your Corolla or whatever. You know, you got to bring yes. Yeah, the rule doesn't, the, 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 the record doesn't get broken unless it's Mini Cooper. Right, right. So get out there, um, rally at Detroit Tuned if you want, rally someplace, get your pals, get your, uh, you know, whoever you need to get, and head on up to the Mackinac Bridge and get that taken care of. Our man Chad will be there. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to hear about more about that next week. But uh, that is for sure. We are done. This is the part of the show where I do like to make the funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, Hank, this is Stevie. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. I'm Yato. And Gabe says, mm.